There is a dark place, but I'm not going there. No, no, not on my way. There is a dark place, but I'm not going there. No, no, not on my way. Disgrace Evil as plain as the scar on his face Deception and outrage for shame For shame Hi, I'm Jordan I'm Lex <laughs> And this is Orlin Parkour <laughs> Hello, I'm Lex I think I started laughing before I got my full name out It's one syllable, which is yeah, it's pretty par for the course for me, I'd say. Welcome to the show, Lex. <laughs> yeah, I got ADHD. I heard this is a podcast about it, and I'm here, baby. It sure is. You are in the right place. Yeah. Need no other qualifications to be there, which is good, because oh, we have none. We have no, absolutely no qualifications. We don't even have driver's licenses. We're not even, like, people. We're just out in the ether. I'm 17. I just look old enough to go to bars. I'm completely illiterate. <laughs> You're a litterer? A litterer? That's disrespectful to oh, this planet. Oh, did you see... Okay. What? Did you see my tweet earlier? Yeah, I did. Uh, to everyone who's listening to this, go look at Lex's tweet from earlier. No, today. I'll just tell y'all the story. You don't need to go look at my Twitter. I'll tell you. <laughs> I was driving behind somebody. I live in Chicago. We live in Chicago. This is a podcast about ADHD. We live in Chicago. It's a place to be... Some might say the place to be. Some. I not, don't know who those people are. Not, I don't know. It's not us, but some people might. Yeah, and this is also a podcast about ADHD. It's called Or Learn Parkour. I'm Lex. That's Jordan. We talk about ADHD like 60% of the time. Uh, 60 to 70. Somewhere in there. Maybe. It depends on your definition of talking about ADHD. Yeah, in like is an it... educational manner, probably bump that right down to like a 40. <laughs> talking about our lives with ADHD? You're up to like 90. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a sliding scale. It is. Um, But we live in Chicago, and it's a place where people live, and it's a time, and I was driving today on uh, my way home from work, and the car in front of me had lots of bumper stickers, like some, I'd say like 80% of which I agreed with. I thought you were going to say 80 bumper stickers, and I was like... What? No, was, I mean like, this, like they definitely had in like the twenty to thirty range. That's still like a lot. Th yeah, no, a lot. Like definitely saw a lot. Like at least two coexist stickers. Okay. And then one that's like the same sort of font idea, but uh -huh. it says equality. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah, they had both of those. There was an RBG. You know, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. liberal things. And don't get it twisted. This is not me being like, <laughs> people on the left are so cringy. Because, like, no. <laughs> if you think I'm conservative, honey, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, if this is the first episode you're listening to, that is not the case. Yeah, what I'll say, one of the main things that can kind of point to where I lie on the political scale is if you go far enough left, you get your guns back. <laughs> 
So we live in Chicago, and I'm driving behind this person with all these bumper stickers, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's a lot of bumper stickers, but at the same time, it's giving me something to do to pass the time, because traffic is sometimes tedious, we'll say. And so I'm looking, and as I'm looking at this person with all of their very open-minded, liberal... Protect the earth. Yeah, very sort of... Crunchy yeah. bumper stickers. Crunchy granola. But not, like, f- as far as having, like, I don't know, say, like, a sickle or, mm-hmm. you know, like, not that far left stickers. So, like, yeah. it's just right in that, right in that thing, right? We're, like, not, we're not quite pitching defunding. We're mm-hmm, not really mm-hmm. out here for, like, reparations quite yet. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. Crunchy, and but so, still... But still sweetened. Well, I don't want to say that you can't. It sounds like you can't have sugar or sweetener when you go far enough left, and that's false, also. Yeah, fuck but, you and your granola. Yeah, I don't. We are. <laughs> I don't know. We are angry at two very different things. I think. Um, we can talk about what granola did to hurt you in like a second. Okay. But so I'm looking behind this car, right? I'm driving, looking mm-hmm. at the bumper stickers, and the driver's window slides down, and all of a sudden. <laughs> Just a giant plastic bag of trash. Not like a giant garbage bag, but like the big ones from Target. Oh. I just like dumped it out on the, just out on Ashland. And it spewed trash everywhere. Oh God. But like they very intentionally stuck that bag out of the window with their arm and just like dropped it. Let it rip. Yeah. Like just full on grip it and rip it. Let me just litter everywhere big yikes for me on that one lex yeah so i don't really know what their deal was but it did seem pretty accurate to be in terms of speaking metaphorically to our government right now but you know how about granola what did it do to you i would like to apologize for my statements on granola earlier uh heat of the moment heat of the moment yeah right. granola did not deserve that i respect all types of granola Mm-hmm. And I have granola friends. <laughs> Stop being funnier than me. Shut up. <laughs> Make me laugh too hard. All right, well, making myself laugh too hard. Yeah, which that is was more. Yeah, but like there. we don't. But I appreciate you trying to share the credit. This is why. This is this is one of the many drawbacks I might have if I start streaming. So I laugh at my own jokes and the things I say all the time. Yeah. And I do not care if other people are not laughing with me. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, when we first moved in together, you were like, just so you know, like, don't get offended. Don't let it hurt your feelings. I just don't laugh out loud that often. <laughs> yeah. Except for at my own jokes. Because I'm a piece of shit. My apologies for derailing the trail of <laughs> granola. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you were apologizing to granola, so that's where we're at. What's this episode about? Depression. Oh. Okay, so we're like pretty on track already. Yeah. Okay, all right. Great. Uh, actually, this is a very seasonally relevant episode we're recording on the second which is a tuesday but y'all will be hearing this episode on monday right after daylight savings yep 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 so we are actually talking about specifically seasonal depression and the reason that we are talking about this even though this is not technically a seasonal depression podcast it's like 50 percent a seasonal depression podcast because 
Guess who has that? I do. It's like 100%. Hey! Because we both, we both have the lights. That's true. You're just better at actively working against your seasonal depression. And I was on meds, like depression meds, before you were. That's true. So. Yeah, no. Seasonal depression or seasonal affective disorder, as it is officially known, was like my first diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. When I was in college. Because the fall of my junior year, which was the first year I moved away from home, sucked. Like, it was great. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of fun things about college. A lot of cool people. A lot of cool stuff. I was so sad. Yeah. So I went, I don't want to do that again. And when it started getting fall my senior year, I said, I'm going to go find a therapist. And luckily, all the therapists on campus were conveniently condensed into one room. So I just had to find the room. And then it was pretty easy to find a therapist from there on out. What? How? Why were they all in one room? One building. Oh, yeah. One bi- <laughs> like you make it the you point. gathered them all in this they're all here just in time for the therapero ceremony therapero ceremony yeah i was trying to like therapy and ceremony but it's like therapy or ceremony and like ceremony <laughs> so like anyways so that's why i was like we went to the same counseling services <laughs> we did. and they were never all in one room together. What did you do to the therapists <laughs> at the University of Idaho? What did you do? What did you do to them? Nothing that couldn't be undone, I promise. Okay. Yeah, it's fair. I meant to say building. I meant to say building. They were all in one building. That makes a lot more sense, but now I am, I think, you know, I do like this sort of dark side Jordan, <laughs> who's apparently summoning therapists into a room. <laughs> the therapist wrangler. Yeah. Just trotting along out in the old west because there ain't enough room in town for any therapist. <laughs> Gotta get them all in one room mm-hmm. and get them out. Mm-hmm. That is not our official statement on therapists. <laughs> Just to clarify, we both do like some good therapy. Yeah, big fan, big fan, big fan, mm-hmm. big fan. No, recognize it's not for everyone, but like for us, great, good time. Yeah, we know that in this house we stand, Margaret. Yes, of course we do. We always stand, Margaret. But, but. So you went, you summoned some therapists, and they were all conveniently, yeah, they all conveniently arrived in that pentagram that you'd created, you, you know, made sure you had all your salt lined up so none Mm -hmm. of them could get out, and you found one. It was actually just crushed up Zoloft. If you had crushed up Zoloft, you wouldn't have needed to go to the therapists (laughs) in the first place. Not to say that meds are a substitute for therapy, I'm just saying for the bit, okay? Couldn't even enjoy that bit, because I already knew, I could already feel it, could already feel the criticism. (laughs) So what'd you do then? Masochist. No, sadist. That's when you do it to other people. I always get those confused. What? A masochist likes to be hurt and likes to suffer. Mm. A sadist likes to hurt others. Mm. And if you're summoning all the therapists into a pentagram to conduct dark seasonal depression rituals, then, you know, I'd go so far to say is that... That's sadism? Yeah. You're making other people suffer. You're probably enjoying it. I was not enjoying it. I was not enjoying anything at that point in my life. Yeah, okay, sorry. You remember, I'm just gonna, I was very yeah. depressed. Yeah, okay, listen. God, I know. I live with you. Okay, You all right. do, and I can't thank you enough for that. The same. Cheers, bro. I'll drink to that. Cheers, bro. Uh, anyways, okay. Anyways. So, tell me more. So, I got diagnosed with seasonal depression, and then I moved to Chicago, and I went, well, I have seasonal depression, and Chicago sure... Can season. Mm-hmm. 
We sure do have season. So I found another therapist. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty condensed version of that story. But all that to say, I found out I had seasonal depression first. I found out that I had ADHD second. And third, I found out that ADHD and seasonal affective disorder are actually comorbid. Comorbid? Yeah. Cool. They occur together a lot. Mm -hmm. People who have ADHD are three times as likely to have seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. So that's why we're talking about it today on the ADHD podcast. Yeah. We did also do an episode on comorbidities. We sure did. You can go listen to that one. We'll wait. Very basic, rudimentary, bare bones sort of explanation. Oh, yeah. If we haven't mentioned it yet, we're not doctors. We are not therapists. Mm -mm. We are not mental health professionals. No, not in the least. Not coaches, not influencers, nothing. We are not mental health or professionals. Mm -mm. Nope. So. No. Hey, you know why? Why? Well, like lots of reasons, but specifically, I say the fuck word probably too many times to be considered professional anything. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I did look at our cats today, and I said, hey, fuckos. <laughs> and it was 8 a.m. And it was accurate. I've met our cats. That was accurate. Yeah. So, but that's, like, the energy I bring. I walk out of my room at 8 a.m. in the morning, and I'm like, hey, fuckos. So, like, I wouldn't consider myself a professional person on any capacity, <laughs> even though I have a master's degree. You sure do. Yeah, but it's an anthropology, so, like, let's just... That's studying people. Yeah, but not in a way that gives me any authority or smarts that make me more or less than any other person. But we do know how to use computers, and we do know how to draw from our own lived experiences. This is true. But you know who is smart and scientific and professional? Who? That would be the National Institute of Mental Health, where I pulled this definition of seasonal affective disorder from. All right, folks, we are all aboard the train to the education station right now. Buckle up, strap in, whatever you need to do. Anything off the trolley, dears? (laughs) We'll take it a lot. Greedy little fuckers. (laughs) Taking all of the candy off the trolley. a little rude when you think about it. I never thought about it. Like, I recognize where he is coming from. Oh, yeah. Very dark place Mm -hmm. that I don't wish upon any human. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. (laughs) Hey, buddy. You just took all of the candy and sweets and food from the rest of the train full of other people (laughs) that you're about to go to school with for, like, seven years. They're gonna be like, oh, you're the candy-stealing freak. Yeah, and then they're gonna be like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, like, no wonder they all bully him so much. (laughs) (laughs) No, they all bully him so much because the author who wrote him is a turf. So anyways, tell me about more of this education station stuff, because I am not going to be that dick who buys all the candy on this trolley. Thank you. And I'm ready. Doot, 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 doot. All right, so official definition So we're all starting from the same page here. Seasonal affective disorder is a type of depression characterized by its recurrent seasonal pattern uh, with symptoms lasting usually about four to five months out of the year. Yeah, I guess it's sort of dependent on where you live. Yeah, well, and there is like seasonal depression or seasonal affective disorder. We're going to use those interchangeably is generally, I believe, much more common in the winter. Mm -hmm. But there is a summer version as well. Some people get summer depression. Yeah, well, and I'm also just thinking about, like, 
the way the planet experiences sunlight and seasons. Oh, that's also a good point, yeah. So, like, if I look at somebody who lives near the equator, they probably have less months of seasonal depression in their little calendar of sadness. God, I wish that were me. But I moved to Chicago instead. Anyways, so, the signs and symptoms of seasonal affective disorder would then include those associated with major depression, and some specific symptoms differ for winter and summer pattern seasonal affective disorder. Mm -hmm. Uh, so those symptoms may include, some of these might sound familiar if you've listened to our other episodes about ADHD symptoms. Oh, okay. But, uh, feeling depressed most of the day, nearly every day, feelings of guilt and hopelessness, losing interest in activities you once enjoyed, experiencing changes in appetite or weight, having problems with sleep, feeling sluggish, feeling agitated, having low energy, feeling hopeless, feeling worthless, having difficulty concentrating, oversleeping or problems sleeping in general, overeating, particularly with a craving for carbohydrates, and social withdrawal and increased sensitivity to rejection. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's a sad bummer list. Sure is. Uh, good, good thing we both feel like that a lot. Uh-huh. So, um, here's a question for you. Oh, great. Education station conductor. <laughs> yeah. What's the difference? And this is just for, you know, it's for the audience. Because obviously, I know. <laughs> obviously. But what's the difference between seasonal depression and regular depression? Because they sound the same. So, same symptoms. Different times and lengths of time they occur. Seasonal depression has, like I mentioned earlier, a seasonal pattern, whether it's summer or winter happening on the same part of the year every year. Mm -hmm. Whereas general garden variety, run of the mill, you know, store brand major depressive disorder is not bound to those sort of parameters. Yeah, I mean... Can, uh, sneak up on you any time of the year. Yeah, so I guess a, a better question would be, what is the reason for that? That's a great question. Yeah, because that's I think that's what I'm asking. It's like, yes, the seasonal one is seasonal. Thank you. <laughs> that is that is the question you asked me. Well, but like, what's the difference? And so the difference is what causes them. Yes, that is a good question. So both expressions of depression are due to chemical imbalances in the brain mm -hmm. um natch natch you know but uh seasonal depression and this is something we'll learn later they're still investigating the the mechanisms involved here but is largely due to especially in winter depression the lack of sunlight mm -hmm. and the way that that changes your circadian rhythms creates more melatonin in your brain mm. and kind of throws you off. Yeah. Kind of messes up that whole sleep-wake system. Mm -hmm. And it's a bad time. Well, I'd, I'd imagine then that when it's in, like, summer, it's the opposite of, like, it's sunny mm -hmm. for most of the day. Mm -hmm. Have fun. And your brain is like, everything is a nightmare from midsummer and I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I do not experience summer seasonal depression, but if somebody in the audience does, let us know. Yeah, as uh, someone with major depressive disorder and seasonal affective disorder, <laughs> I can say that summer depression sucks butts. Oh, I've been depressed in the summer. I just no, haven't I just... been depressed because of the summer. No, I guess that's fair. But, like, you asked if there was anyone in the audience who gets depressed from, like, like, sometimes it's too much. 
I think for me anyways, when I'm feeling depressed in the summer, when I'm just generally, the thing about summer that can sometimes be a little overwhelming and disheartening for me is like the pressure to go do things and be social and go outside and enjoy the nice weather while you can especially in chicago when it's like we get like a month of nice weather yeah so there's that pressure and then you just kind of get down on yourself and it kind of just builds up from there but again my seasonal affective disorder is also pretty tied to like late winter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is what the resources from the national mental health association says is that by and large the most difficult months for people who have it are january and february yep that tracks and younger persons and people who are assigned female at birth are both at higher risk Hmm. yep well Mm -hmm. as someone who's under 30 and afab bummer sure is someone go put me in a yellow room that'll fix me up please don't we're in a pink room (laughs) yeah we got our nice We got more pink panels up. Yeah, they're very cute and very squishy. Squishy. This is also the time that I just want to note for people who might not be as familiar with depression or seasonal affective disorder. Um, there is a, a difference between seasonal affective disorder and the like, quote unquote winter blues. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are a ton of studies out there on the effect of sunlight on people. Uh, and that is usually positive in a mental health context. Uh, so yes, the the seasons changing are going to affect most people to some degree. There's mm-hmm. also an amount of uh, pressure and uh, emotional draw, emotional drain around uh, winter holidays. A lot of things going on. But just like depression is a different thing from just being sad, mm-hmm. so is seasonal depression. But to put a caveat on my caveat, like we say with ADHD, whether you have a diagnosis or not, if a tool that we are talking about works for you, use it. Yeah. Again, we're not experts, so, like, take the tips with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But take them. Yep. Yep. Well, thanks. Whenever you... G- <laughs> you always bring, like, such good emotional gravitas, like, when you're talking about education station stuff, and you're like... It's just, like, you can really hear and feel the empathy, right? And, like, as someone who lives with you and loves you very much, it's like, yeah, you just always are like that. But then I'm like, wow, we're making a podcast, and this is, like, such a bummer. <laughs> Downer. Like, damn. Okay, let's go back to being funny. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. <laughs> no, don't be depressed. You're so funny. <laughs> That's why I appreciate having you on the other side of the mic as me, so that you can kind of bring us back to the not depressing zone you can ask those questions that other people are asking while i'm just like here's this thing i read i did all this research i read all these papers yesterday i'm just gonna quote it to you does it make sense and it doesn't make any sense at all but it does thank you for yeah i mean i'm honest (laughs) i maintain now and forever that i was born in the wrong time because i think ideally i would be a really good court jester (laughs) just bounce ideas off me good or bad i'm here ready to bring the mood back up Amazing. Uh, I'm going to actually bring the mood back down, though, if that's all right, because I have more more science. Is that cool? I mean, like, science doesn't automatically bring it down. It's try, depression try, science. Yeah, but, like, try to deliver it to me nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Give me a Mary Poppins sort of spoonful of sugar with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a 
It'll be fun. Talk about sad things in a really happy way, like serial killers do. You know, it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. There is no war in Bossing Say. <laughs> there was this study done in 2016. and Great uh, year. Banner year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now it's sad again. Okay, you yeah. did that. I that. I did that. I did that. I'll own up to it. Rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. But there was a paper put out in 2016 called ADHD, Circadian Rhythms, and Seasonality uh, by Winshank et al. And this is... Bless me. Another seasonal problem is allergies. This is true. That has nothing to do with the ADHD. It might. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows what research will come out. I have ADHD and I sneeze like 17 times a day. Somebody help me. It's my uh, research proposal. Did you know that that's a symptom of ADHD? <laughs> okay, it is really irritating that sometimes people are just like, yeah, so I have this recurring dream that I murder my own mom, and that's because I have ADHD. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. No. Uh-uh. uh-uh. No. No, I don't think so. Like, not to, not to yuck any yums, and you know, we aren't experts. We aren't. But, like. But I'm also not an expert in dreaming about murdering my mom, so... Yeah, no, I I would hope not. But also, like, just generally, like, don't have to be an expert to know that, hey, that's not connected at all. I was going to say correlation does not imply causation, which is one of my favorite phrases. Uh, but there, there's not even really correlation there. Yeah, no, it's just, I'm not saying somebody said this, but we've seen people say some shit. Yep. And so we like to keep relatively, I, I'm not going to say positive environment here. What a relatively... A relatively environment. Yep. <laughs> yep. It sure is. It sure is. So this paper... Yeah. Tell me more. Published in 2016. Credit to Winshank et al. This was one of the bigger studies done investigating if there was a link between ADHD and seasonal depression, uh, if there were overlap in causes, what exactly the relationship was and the impact that ADHD could potentially have on experiencing seasonal affective disorder and vice versa. And I'm referencing this paper because it's one of the most recent. It's also kind of a summary of a lot of research that came before it. So yeah, and I mean, from the summary that you gave, that's the podcast episode today. So hit me. <laughs> and we will share a link to this in our show notes as always so that you can check it out if you would like to they found a couple interesting things one as we mentioned earlier people with adhd are three times more likely to have clinically significant seasonal affective disorder they also found that seasonal depressive symptoms are significantly increased in people with adhd independent of pre-existing depression or anxiety okay Yep, and I thought this was super interesting. It's a little jargony, so bear with me. But they were looking at the relationship between ADHD and seasonal affective disorder. Sort of the missing piece there is delayed sleep phase disorder, which mm-hmm. I know we've talked about a bit before. We had our episode on sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very common in people with ADHD. And so they were looking at specifically how that delayed sleep phase element affects how people experience seasonal affective disorder and they found an actual measurable number of like your symptoms get a specific amount more intense for every like hour you go to sleep later hey hey scientists (laughs) hey scientists from this study you're being real loud you're being really rude (laughs) shut up (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, for those of you who care about the jargon, they were measuring seasonal symptoms with the GSS score, which measures seasonal change in symptoms. And they discovered that a sleep onset time that was one hour later resulted in an increase of 0.26 points. And I believe it's a scale out of 24. But if, if you're doing that consistently, you know, for like your whole life, if you have ADHD and delayed sleep phase disorder, that uh, might end up being significant. I don't know. Might have some buildup. Maybe. <laughs> might need to deal with that later. If that's a problem. For some other time, I guess. Yep. Some other 2 a.m. Yep. Yep. So, all that to say, there's still a fair amount of research to do, you know, because as we've talked about, we don't exactly know all of the mechanisms that cause and or contribute to ADHD, but they did discover sort of a, like, snake eating its own tail relationship between these things where the delayed sleep phase can happen because of ADHD and then you don't get enough sleep and that makes your ADHD symptoms worse. But also that delayed sleep phase can be exacerbated by, you know, that's a symptom. It can be exacerbated mm -hmm. um, by doing, and then if you're waking up later after daylight savings time, you're missing out on morning sun, that's going to lead to shorter exposure to sunlight in the day and then increased exposure to artificial light at night if you're going to bed later which continues the cycle of sleep disturbance which we know is not great yeah well it's a real bummer it is yeah however there are it makes me want to go to sleep like now <laughs> it's like what like 9 p.m i'm like okay it's it's 9 30 it's getting it's yeah. getting late okay night night i gotta go or else my my brain gonna be worse tomorrow bye <laughs> We have some things we can do. It's not all bad news. Okay. I don't know if I trust you. I've been burned so many times. I know. I know. Me too. All right. Well, give me give me the good news then, Doc. Yeah. So there are... Not an actual doctor, to clarify. One more time. Just in case. Like, just in case you have, like, some random person who's, like, listening in, like, halfway through the episode oh, while yeah. you're listening, and they're like, Doc, are these medical doctors? Just no. They sure aren't. And no. also to clarify... I might be a doctor someday. Like, same. I will never be a medical doctor. Um, that is not my path in life. No, I mean, that's fair. I'm just, like... I'm not expecting... You don't never say never, me. you know? Never know. Would, but right now, absolutely not. Yeah, no. One major overlap in treatment is, well, Butrin. If some of y'all are familiar for that, it is an antidepressant. It is... At least according to the first psychiatrist I had, who kind of sucked, but the Wellbutrin did work. One of the most popular and effective for specifically seasonal affective disorder. It's a It works a little bit different than Zoloft or some of the other more popular antidepressants. It doesn't have as much power in fighting anxiety, usually, mm -hmm. is what I've been told by many psychiatrists. That's it's, why I got that Zoloft, baby. Oh, it's good. it's good shit. I do also like Zoloft quite a bit. And Keeps so that anxiety nice and even. Therapist that I summoned with it. Okay, yeah. Anyways, so Wellbutrin, antidepressant, very popular for specifically seasonal affective disorder. It's an antidepressant that is safe to under the recommendation and supervision of a licensed mental health professional go on and off as your season cycle. What? Supervisation? Supervision. Okay. You might want to take that sentence again, mi amigo. <laughs> you were on such a roll. You were so confident. You were getting louder, too, like how you do sometimes when you're, like, really getting it. And I was I like, oh, I'm so I sorry. I'm about to, I'm about to tear, tear it all down. I'm about to ruin this man's career. 
it's possible to, under the supervision and recommendation of a psychiatrist or licensed mental health professional to go on and off as your seasonal needs require, it's also very common off-label use for adult ADHD. Mm-hmm. That was what I was prescribed before I was prescribed Adderall. Worked great for the seasonal depression. For me, not so much for the ADHD, but if you have that overlap, it's been shown to be effective for both. So that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Personally, mm-hmm. only speaking for myself and my own experiences, big fan of Wellbutrin. They also actually do mention in the paper that I've basically been reading to you for the past half hour that in terms of treatment, they say symptoms of ADHD... <laughs> Seasonal affective disorder and delayed sleep phase syndrome improve with therapy that they refer to as phase resetting. That's in quotes. This is referring to, in more specific terms, bright light therapy, which is fairly common for seasonal affective disorder and sometimes evening melatonin administration as well, Mm -hmm. aligns your cycles, I guess. So there's evidence that all three of those things work independently for ADHD seasonal affective disorder so two birds one stone hell yeah Mm -hmm. done it yep we definitely have a few a few happy lamps we sure do and i love them they're great i'm a big fan (laughs) the one unfortunate thing i will say is that another big overlap in like adhd and seasonal affective disorder treatment is the uh neurotypical karen trifecta of exercise and a regular sleep schedule, and making yourself a daytime schedule. Mm. Maybe throw in some diet there, just to be safe. Yeah. Um, Natch. Natch. Get your Peloton. Peloton will cure seasonal depression. Yeah. Uh, Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to say that those things don't work. No, they definitely help. Um, They're scientifically proven to help boost endorphins and shit like that. Yeah. Which is great. But it doesn't work for everybody, and not everybody can do that. Yeah. So, you know. So, yeah. I guess I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit, like, how do you do that shit with ADHD? Because it's hard enough to do when you, like, just have depression. Depression makes it hard to fight depression. But then when you also have ADHD, it adds a layer of shit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And getting all of those things done. I don't know. I was going to share some of my experience if you want to share some of the things that you... Yeah, maybe. We'll see how much uh, time we got. Because I feel like we've (laughs) talked for a long time. Um. So... Fair amount of it's cut, though. So my number one recommendation has been, like, manage your expectations. Like, first and foremost, one of the hardest things for me to do, but that's been really helpful, is just let it be okay that you're not going to be as productive and that you're not going to be as on top of it and you're not going to be as social and you're not going to be all of that jazz yeah be gentle to yourself be gentle to yourself like you wouldn't well maybe you would and i would suggest that you look at your behavior and choices (laughs) in life but you wouldn't normally most people wouldn't and shouldn't verbally abuse their friends when their friends are having a hard time so why do we like verbally abuse ourselves you know like why do we beat ourselves up so much yeah Exactly. You wouldn't do that to a friend or family member. And again, if you would, you might want to want to question you that. Sh- you shouldn't do that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I don't want to I don't want to like step on anyone's like world views or, you know, <clears throat> cultural sort of growth. No, like, you know, like there's there's certain things that like, I don't know. I know some te- sometimes people like tease each other and that's just like the friendships they have and Sure. So like, I just, I, I don't want to yuck any yums. But generally, you should probably you should be nice yeah. to yourself and you should be nice to other people. Yeah. 
kindness is really important, and mm-hmm. that includes self-kindness. Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting that. A follow-up to that, too. Like, if that's really disappointing to you, because I know for me sometimes, especially with, like, Christmas, I'm like, well, but I don't want to miss out on those things. I don't want to mm-hmm. drop the ball. Mm-hmm. Set yourself a stretch goal. Just, like, pull a Kickstarter and say, like, it's going to be good enough if you can get through this season. But if you want to and you can, yes, finish knitting that hat. And then you don't have to be disappointed if it doesn't come through. But then it gives you a little bit of a, like, dopamine hit a goal, get a reward, maybe. Mm-hmm. So manage your expectations. Number two, I think along the lines of kindness, create a support system, whether that's friends, family, mental health practitioners, a discord, anybody who you can be open with and also set good boundaries with and they can set good boundaries with you. Don't turn anyone into your therapist who's not your therapist, but... Friends and family are important. Yes. Community is important. Yes. This is the podcast. Jordan says things really eloquently and pretty. And then I'd bring it home with that you too long very... didn't read. I got you. <laughs> yes. Very important summaries. And accept help from them. That is also okay to do. That was also a hard thing for me to accept in a lot of my life. But asking for help is good and okay. Mm-hmm. And accepting help is good and okay. Yeah. And the last thing that I will say, again, I'm not a doctor. Everyone has their own relationship with health and food. But for me, personally getting through seasonal depression eat whatever the fuck you want your body's probably gonna say it's time for potatoes it's time for motherfucking potatoes then yeah like your body's your body wants potatoes give your body those potatoes give your body potatoes your body wants a pentagram full of therapists give your body that pentagram full of therapists just we sup at midnight (laughs) your body's like these need a little tabasco sauce on them well, Tabasco sauce on them. I'm sure at some other point we'll talk a lot more about ADHD and food. But that is my holiday advice is fuck diet culture and feeling bad about yourself. Eat whatever you want. Great. And that's what I got. Okay, awesome. My tips would be like, I would honestly genuinely encourage most people to at least look into whether or not you should get a happy lamp. Um, the fancy lamps that have like vitamin d or whatever in them i don't know mm-hmm. it's pretty nice it's nice to start your day with just like a 15 to 30 minute sort of little sun sesh just be a little a happy little plant yeah exactly just soak up those rays for mm-hmm. like a minute genuinely genuinely makes a difference at least for me and i know for you too so mm-hmm. that would be like my main my main suggestion is look into that at the very least oh yeah that's and, a great suggestion yeah and they've got like you know it's such a it's become a bit of a thing now, right, in, like, terms of, like, wellness and mental health awareness, right? And so we've gotten to the point where, like, it's not just, like, boring, like, slab lights now. There's, like, cute ones, too. What? There are cute ones now? I think so. I feel like I when I saw they're, like, just, they're pricier. Oh, sure. Because they're cute. That they're makes not sense. just, like, white slabs. So, of course, it's not what I got. Yeah, no, I was like, I, I'm in the white slab club there. Yeah. She but it's a, never it's, done me dirty. Yeah, I say it's a beautiful, wonderful white slab, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be, like, my main thing. And then everything you said is great, too, you know? Like, just be nice to yourself, be nice to other people, be gentle and patient with everybody and everything, mm-hmm. including yourself. You know, and just let's all do our best to get through the winters, you know? Like, there's a reason that it's called the bleak midwinter. Mm-hmm. Like, like that, that Christmas song does slap. Oh, yeah, no, of course. It's just, it wasn't written for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know you, you mentioned there is a very distinct difference between major depressive disorder, seasonal affective disorder, and just having, like, the winter blues or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a difference 
between all three of those things. But regardless of whether you have any sort of official or unofficial diagnosis or not, like... Everyone like deserves kindness. Yeah, everyone deserves kindness. Everyone deserves potatoes, if you want them. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Everyone... Everyone's pretty deserving of, you know, basic human necessities, I'd say. So, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Roast some taters, send mm-hmm. it this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's something that we've been doing as a species for millennia, is finding ways to get through winter. Yeah. Like, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a reason that so much of what we understand about the world and how it functions and how time passes is seasonal. <laughs> There's a whole reason. There's a lot of reasons for that. There's a lot of reasons, and it's uh, not a coincidence that pretty much every culture follows seasonal patterns. Mm-hmm. And also not a coincidence that most holidays and festivals and celebrations in the winter are all focused on staying warm, staying fed, and staying alive. White and food. Mm-hmm. 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 So, you know, we're not bringing anything new to the table, but we're bringing crowd favorites. <laughs> this is just the green bean casserole podcast. It's a really bold claim. I stand by it. I stand by it. Green bean casserole is like one of my favorite foods. I know this, but all right. Well, you know, I love you. I love this podcast, and I love making it. But it's not my favorite podcast by any means. <laughs> and I stand by that, and I feel very okay with that choice. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Sustained. I'll allow it. Thank you. Thank you. But speaking of seasons, yes, I'd like to. If I may interrupt, uh, get us off this little train here, because mm-hmm. we have arrived at the dopamine trampoline. Nice. This is a place where we talk about things that have been giving us dopamine, whether that be a hyperfixation or just something that's, you know, really buttering our biscuits. That's just how it goes. Uh, we talk about things like one time I talked about shrooms for like an hour. It was a lot. There's a lot to talk about with shrooms. Yeah. One time Jordan talked about hot air balloons and I'm still not over it. It was really (laughs) cute and wonderful, you know? I do like hot air balloons. They're so good. And Mm -hmm. it just makes me so happy that you like hot air balloons so much, you know? (laughs) I'm like, hey, that's my best friend. And they may not have, like, you know, everything going on. (laughs) They may have seasonal affective disorder, but they sure do fucking love hot air balloons. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was trying to put that on my like. <laughs> I was trying to say that, and then I was like, "This sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I'm about to be really mean." She may have no other redeeming qualities. <laughs> she may be the Antichrist, <laughs> but <laughs> between the pentagrams and now this, I'm just like Halloween was just this past weekend, that's and true. I this is one of the first years that I have not been like. At the drop of midnight on Halloween, like, immediately, like, all right, it's Christmas. Like, first time in a while where I've been like, I kind of want to, I kind of want to stay in the skeleton onesie. Mm, you know, I kind of yeah. want to, I kind of want to keep just watching all the scary TV shows. You can I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, our Christmas tree will go up the day after Thanksgiving. Or yeah. the night of, once people leave, depending on yeah. how much wine's been opened. Well, but, but will the angel at the top be a little mothman? Maybe. Probably. Hopefully. Here's hoping. But that said, can I take you to the dopamine trampoline? Please do. Awesome. Because speaking of seasons, my dopamine trampoline this week is the lunar cycle. Oh. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about the moon lately. I think about the moon all the time. Let's be real. I love the moon. Tell me more. It's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more, Borat. It's, it's my wife. The moon. The moon's my wife. Uh, the moon is so cool. I mean, 
I touched on this, right? Like, people have always had a really big fascination and love of the moon and the sun and how they affect, or how people may have thought they affected seasonal change. And Mm -hmm. the moon is, like, one of the first things that humans learned how to tell time by, right? Like, people think, or archaeologists think that the first lunar calendar can be dated back to, like, 30 or 40,000 years ago or something. Whoa. Yeah, no, like, in the caves in Europe, like those ones in France that yeah. they love to talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the ones. I, I do. Yeah, so in those caves, there are uh, lunar calendars. That's like a, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah, no, like, straight up just you can see, like, the moon phase circles and, like, they have found it on, like, smaller objects, like handheld things, mm-hmm. so that it's, like, people had a, had a little watch calendar thing. Ah. They helped you understand what time you needed to be where based on, like, what size the moon was. And, you know, now we know that the moon has all these different slivers and looks different every night because it's orbiting around the Earth and the Earth is orbiting around the sun. And so the light hits the moon at different angles depending on where it's orbiting around the Earth. And Mm -hmm. that's why sometimes you can't see it at all and other times it's like a whole big circle. And Mm -hmm. that's not what I'm here to talk about because, like, while astro science and everything is like cool and neat like y'all don't need me to tell you how the moon works (laughs) um my thing is that i think it's just so cool that as a species we have pretty much across the board looked to this orb in the sky and whether people came to the conclusion that it was a god or monster or some sort of other planet or anything like that like it it is something that is intrinsically tied to life on Earth. Like, Mm -hmm. the moon is necessary (laughs) to the way that things function currently and the the general giant ecosystem that is our planet. So, like... Got the tides. mm -hmm. Got werewolves. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing, too, right, is that there is no scientific proof linking certain things to Mm -hmm. the moon. Like, the archaic term loony, to, Mm -hmm. like, refer to someone as, like, going, you know, off their rocker, crazy, whatever sort of word you want to use or not want to use. Mm-hmm. Like, that comes from the idea that, like, er, the moon would make people go mad. And mm-hmm. loon, luna, mm-hmm. Latin. So, like, you know, the whole deal, which a lot of y'all who listen to this podcast probably already knew that, too. So, there's all that. But the the moon has always had, like, a very deep effect on people, whether they believe a more mystical sort of thing to be at work or if it's just the scientific recognition of what the moon does for our planet um i just think it's interesting that as a species we we just fucking love that bitch yeah we just look at the moon we're like yeah yeah, i love that like there's so much artwork so many like the amount of like moon phase art tattoos Mm -hmm. everything like people love the moon and like it's not it's not ever gonna get old yeah like at least while we're alive still gonna be there so like mm-hmm. nice um but also really cool that there was this giant orb in the sky and people were like hey that's changing shapes over time let's keep track of that let's use this and like, like you're beautiful and i'm curious about you like the mix of mm-hmm. like art and romance but like science and curiosity mm-hmm. is so cool mm-hmm. it's like that survival uh-huh. like that base survival mixed with like that highest deepest art like that the highest deepest craving for connection mm-hmm. right that yeah. people have as like yeah, it's just very cool to me so i've just been thinking about the moon a lot and you know i like the moon 
I like mm-hmm. moon things. Yeah. Always have. Yeah. I like being outside at night. It's very good. I like the moon. I like being able to see the moon. It's fun to yell at the moon. This is true. Very not, cathartic. Not in a mean way, you know, <laughs> just in a like, like wolves. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like holler. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Let it out in the moons. They're listening. Yeah, like the wolves. Wolves are like, hey, hey, look at this. I'm going to howl. I'm going to howl right now. And then I'm like, you know, that sounds like a good idea. That looks cathartic as shit. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, so that's it. I like I guess the lunar cycle and the history of it I think is interesting in that most cultures have been using the moon to track time mm-hmm. for a long, long time. Yeah. And also just like I like the moon. Shit's cool. It is very it's a cool. giant rock that's attached itself to us. Yeah. Like a natural it's a natural satellite. Yeah. Dave Matthews wrote a whole song about satellites. <laughs> oh, I was with you, right? Right up until the end. Everyone is always with me until I mention Dave Matthews. <laughs> no one is ever with me beyond that. It's okay. I, I walk this road alone. I respect your journey and wish you safe travels. Satellite in the sky like a bird in the <laughs> Oh man, now there's like there's like a song that was popular in like the 2010s that's also about satellites. I'm a satellite hub. What? Lost in the dark. And I'll be true to you. So there's a song about satellites in the 20 teens from oh. Twilight. From the Twilight segment. Oh, so, okay. I was talking about apparently a full third satellite song. Oh, okay. I can't remember the lyrics except like, Cecilia, I'm your satellite. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the like pop rock, like very, very um all-American rejects sort of sound, right? I think Isn't so. it? No, wait, no, that's Jack's Mannequin, isn't it? No, no, no it's not. We might be thinking of different songs because it's 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 a little bit more. It's it's a little bit more like pop rocky. Mm. I'm not good at music genres. I call shit stupid shit. Yeah, but that's okay. I still love you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's not a deal breaker for us. <laughs> for our friendship and roommate. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just hey, you're bad at music genres. I'm moving out. <laughs> Excuse you, bitch. That's hyper pop. <laughs> Don't look at me and my psych rock son ever again. <laughs> okay. Oh, Sorry. What's your do- what's your dopamine trampoline? Oh man. Now that I've No, that was like such a like lovely, heartfelt, full of humanity DT that now all of mine feel really stupid. Okay, but here's the thing. You talked about the sad shit for like the first half of this episode and did science stuff, so I think you're owed some like tomfoolery, you know? I think you're yeah. owed some fuckery. Alright. Well I, I I do happen to know that you also like my current DT because you made them. Lexus blessed our entire house by going through a like tortillas and cinnamon sugar phase. <laughs> Yeah. Just like frying up flour tortillas mm-hmm. in butter mm-hmm. and then covering it in cinnamon sugar. Yeah. And they're so good. Low, low budget churros. Yeah. Or elephant ears. You call them Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I, I think what I what I very problematically said was the poor man's elephant ear. 
<laughs> That's what I said. I'm pretty sure I said poor that. enough that Oh yeah, no. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's like that. It's not like we're like, yeah. oh, this is how poor people do it. You know, like, I... this is how we do it because we're broke as shit. Yeah, I looked <laughs> at what the minimum salary was uh-huh. to like make elephant ears. No, to be eligible for health insurance. Oh, and it's like the minimum. It's like, do you make fifty six thousand dollars or less? And I was like, yeah, definitely less. Definitely. If I don't qualify, I'll be very upset. That would be absurd. So, yeah, that's fair. Anyways, yeah, no, I, I, I believe I called it a poor man's elephant ear, and I guess I'll stand by it. They are amazing, whatever you call them. I think we had this both in common was like a childhood snack, mm-hmm. but I had not had them in years. My dad and I used to like chop up apples and put them in a bag and put them in the microwave to like soften them and mm-hmm. then put them on top and it was just like a little apple pie. Poor, quick, cheap apple pie. Yeah. yeah. Roll it up, a little apple pie burrito. Mm-hmm. Now now we're getting closer to churros, shape-wise anyway. Sure. Shape-wise and cinnamon content. There's there's a complexity to churros I will never claim to understand. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not saying that's, that's why we, I originally called it the poor man's elephant ear, because yeah. you know what an elephant ear is? It's just a, just a giant round slab of dough mm-hmm. that's deep fried and covered in whatever you want to put on it. Mm-hmm. Very similar to fry bread. Yeah. Anyways, Lex has been making those a <laughs> okay, lot. Okay, I was like, this isn't my DT. What do I do? Just silent? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Lex has been making those a lot and has been kind enough to also make some for me. Well, of course. they do. Yeah. And they just, they smack so much ass. They just hit way harder than they should be able to. <laughs> it's, it's a powerful combo. It is. It's a carb with butter, fried and butter. Sugar. And, and sugar and cinnamon. It's, it's amazing. A really infallible combo. We should end this podcast and go eat some of those. Oh, yeah, sure. I see why you chose this as your DT now. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. I see. Sneaky. Sneaky how they do that. Hmm? Audience, you see this? You're all seeing this? I admit It's not just me? Hmm? I'll hold myself in contempt of the court. You're the one who's been going, oh, this podcast is taking so long to record, like, this whole time. So forgive me for trying to get us out of here. I said it once. (laughs) Excuse you. Then I'm going to sound like a real asshole if I have to edit that part out. (laughs) All right, let's let's take it home. (laughs) This has been Orlarn Parkour from Wholehearted Production Company. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other places cool people listen to podcasts. Special thanks to Cresha Perito for our wonderful cover art. You can find her at Petalhop, that's P-E-T-A-L-H-O-P, on Instagram, Twitter, and Etsy. Yeah, and thank you as well to Tom Rosenthal for our intro and outro song, There is a Dark Place, off of the album Keep a Private Room Behind the Shop. You can follow us on the social medias. We are at Or Learn Parkour on Twitter. We are at WeRWPC on Instagram and on our website at WeRWPC.com. Yeah, and if you're looking for links to those, as well as links to transcripts and our sources for this episode, you can find all of that in the episode description. You sure can. Uh, If you enjoy this podcast, we hope you do, if you've made it this far, uh, and would like to hear more, now is a great time to hit that follow, that plus sign, that subscribe, any of those buttons. Mm-hmm. Press them now, please. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> Follow, please. Follow, please. <laughs> money, please. Now it's time to ask for money, please. Because <laughs> we do have a Ko-Fi, and you can find a link to that on our Twitter, our website, and our Instagram, and our uh, link tree, I think. Yeah, it's in our link tree. Yeah. And then also, 
you know, if you if you aren't able to financially support us, which like I get, we're all we're all going through it, then might I recommend making some poor man's elephant ears? And while you're making said elephant ears, tell your, your the nearest person about this podcast. It's my challenge to you. Look to your left. Who's the first person you see? Tell him. Say, or learn parkour is a podcast, not a request to you right now. Yeah, I was gonna say that'd be a bold move. Look someone or learn parkour. It's like the weirdest. Get good. You could throw at someone. It's like no context. Very maybe, strange. Maybe that should be our next like guerrilla marketing technique. Is or learn parkour. Phrase, yeah. Just like jumping. <laughs> Just jumping in front of people. Oh, that sounds like so much effort, though. Yeah, well, we don't like that here, so we probably won't do that. But if y'all want to do that, Godspeed. Knock yourself out. Hopefully not literally. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Jordan. I'm Lex. And this has been Oiler and Parkour. We'll see you in two weeks. Nice. All right, uh, so I got the therapist out. <laughs> 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 <laughs>